0: Okay, Agunar of Shabbos, our boys say we continue our series on Tefillah, our uh, on Tefillah. are sponsored by Rabbi Tal Rose of Los Angeles, and his Mashvachel is Nishmas Tzvi Ben Levi Yitzchak. It's <laughs> a Aliyah, be Yomel Tzioya for his whole family, and all the Shirim on Choyde are sponsored in memory of Mayor Ben David Olav Hashalam by my dear friends, Mr. and Mrs. David Israeli of Great Neck, New York. Shama the for his whole family. We have a amazing uh, approach to understanding the second haleluka. We are now in the part of Davening that corresponds to Unifa Ercha. We said the first part of Suke de Zimra is Negadelcha, gidol, braiding. We braid the various sukkim from throughout Tanakh to create braids of praise to HaKadosh Baruch. Hu. That was Hoidu, that was Yahihabi. Then Ashray is neshabechacha, where even things that in this world that seem difficult and challenging, we are Mishabhid and we declare that it's Latoiv, that it's Hashem's chesed to us. And now we are up to Nifa Ercha. Nifa ercha refers to Pe'er, the crown, the crown of world history. The crown of world history are the Yemois Hamashiach. And there are five halalukas. And the five halalukas correspond to five different eras of the Akhras HaYaman. The first one that we learned last week is the period of time before the coming of Mashiach. Namely, namely our era. And there will be many people who try to masquerade as Mashiach. There will be false religions. There'll be in every generation Jews who are purported to be false messiahs. They're all imposters. Al do not trust in generous people. Bhivenodam in people who have no salvation. Ashrei shekel put your faith only in God. When the Mashiach comes, there'll be a new world order. when will that happen? Yimloich Hashem li'aylam. When God comes to Zion. Now, the second halalukah, will talk about the coming of Mashiach. The coming of Mashiach. We mentioned Ashrei is the praise of the guf. Tilas Hashem yedah ber P P Vivarecho basar. Basar. But the first halalukah is the praise of the... Nefesh, Hallelujah, Hallelu, Nafshi. Now we move on to a higher praise. We praise the Ruach. Ruach is connected to Mashiach, as the Medrash says on the pasuk in the beginning of Berachos. This refers to the Dalid Malchios. That refers to Mashiach. Mashiach is the Ruach Elokim. By the way. Merachefes is gematria two hundred and eighty-eight. How Reish Chaf Pei Mase two eighty-eight. That's the Arizal, but Reish Chaf Pei is two eighty-eight. Anyway, Mashiach is referred to as Ruach, like we darshan. Vinacha of Ruach Hashem. It's referred to the God's uh, Messiah as Ruach. Because once we said in the previous parak Yimlech Hashem liaylam Halleluca, and Hashem's word has been verified for all mankind that in fact Yimlech Hashem liaylam Halleluca, so now when Mashiach comes we say Halleluca Kitayv Zamra Elokeinu. Just as an aside, says Rav Schwab, the word Zamra here is a poetic word. Because in general, the, the principle that a lamed in the beginning of the word can be also written with a hey at the end doesn't usually apply to verbs, only to nouns. Mitzrayimah, instead of limitzray, mitzrayimah. But usually you don't say it instead of lizamer, zamra. But this is a poetic usage, says Rav type Zamra Eloikanu! Why is it good? Kinoim Nava Sihila! Why is it good to sing? Why is it pleasant? Why is it na'ava? You know why it's fitting and pleasant and correct? Because until now, we, all of our praise was just based on emuna That Mashiach will come. But now Mashiach is coming. We see the crack of dawn. The Mashiach's on his way. Oh, Mashiach's on his way. Now it's good to sing to Hashem. It's pleasant. It's fitting. You know why? God is building Jerusalem. He's in gathering the exiles. That's why it's Ki toiv zamra Eloikeinu, ki noim navasihila. Now just a side point, Rav Schwab says, the Medrash tells us, on Rav Shom Ba'ar we have a tradition that Yisholayim will not be built until the Jews come back to Yisholayim. So why do we say, Boine Yisholayim Hashem, and only then Nidchei Yisroi Yechanes? So he says you have to say, God will build Jerusalem when the Nidchei Yisroi Yechanes. Now, what does it mean? God will build Jerusalem. Says Reb Schwab, Chazal do not refer to the Jerusalem of Teedi Kolak. Yeah, you know that is. This ain't referring to Teddy Kolak's Jerusalem. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is referring to the the Jerusalem of gold, the Jerusalem of made out of spiritual rubies and diamonds that the prophets tell us about. It says Rosh Hashanah. here's how you should look at it. You know, every Seder night, we all sing, we all cry out, we all pray, L'shanah haba And our fathers and our grandfathers, they also sang L'shanah haba And we've been saying L'shanah haba for 2,000 years. Every Jewish household Every time we say Kaddish, we say, How many Kaddishim have been said? Millions? More? Are we to say that all of our tefillahs didn't accomplish anything? All of our Kaddishim and all of our prayers, they were for naught? The same thing we could ask every Shmon Esri Yendo, so far, nobody's been listened to. Where did all these tefillahs go? Says Abshab Chas We believe that all of these tefillahs are extant. We believe that all of these tefillahs, even the smallest expression of emuna to Hashem, is eternal. And with each tefillah, Hashem is actively, daily, building Yerushalayim. Not only that, every tefillah, every yearning for the rebuilding of Yushalayim becomes a diamond, becomes a stone, of fire. and becomes an element of light that the Yushalayim is being built out of. So even though Yushalayim is a physical city, it will be a wondrous, miraculous building made out of stones of Ruchnias. So every tefillah we offer, every time we say Yushalayim Ircha, we make a brick of spirituality. Every Hadish we say ba'galov man kariv. Every time we dive in l'shan habav Yushalayim, that creates a spiritual entity from which Yushalayim will be built. Now says Reb Shwab, in the end of in Parshas Moshpatim, it says vesachas raglav Kemase livnas ha'sapir ucheetsem shamayim l'toyar. And under his feet is like sapphire brickwork, and like the purity of heaven. That God's throne is made out of bricks. Who made these bricks that God's throne is built upon? It says in Shamsin Hirsch Hirsh that in Egypt, Klai Yisrael made bricks in order to fortify Pharaoh's uh, Malchus. You could go to Egypt today and apparently this is becoming the newest fad where Jews are going to Egypt to see the pyramids and the Sphinx and the palace these were all built by the Jews. All these, So that means the Jews put in centuries of labor to build up the Egyptian empire. Therefore, says uh, Rav Shamsin and Fala Hirsch, when we were transitioned from being servants of Paroi to becoming servants of God, then we made bricks to fortify and to establish and build God's empire in heaven. Now, these bricks are not made out of straw and stubble and cement. They're made out of sapir, jewels, because they're spiritual. They're like the shamayim, that through our mitzvahs now, instead of building palaces for Malchus Paroi, we build palace, we build a throne for Malchus Shamayim. So that's what it means at the end of Mishpatim. That now that we're Avdei Hashem, we're being transitioned from being from building the Malchus of Parad to building the Malchus of Says Ub Shwab. I would say um, a similar idea with a twist. That while the Jewish people were building all of those pyramids and the Sphinx and all of those. Egyptian edifices suffering the brutality of the Egyptians the whole time they were being mitzvah, bel- Yeshua. they were yearning for salvation they were yearning for the exodus therefore God took those very bricks that the Jewish people built in Egypt and he transformed those bricks into spiritual bricks because those bricks were built with feelings of yearning for the geula and therefore Schwab says the same thing every sorrow that somebody may endure, any distress, any difficult situation that may pass over our heads, when we pour out our hearts, Sholema, that God should rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. these become the very spiritual stones from which Yishalayim will be built. This is what we say. The entire time that Yishalayim is being built, Nidchei Yisrael Yechanes. This doesn't only mean God is bringing back Jews from Ethiopia and Russia. All Jewish Jews will return to Yushalayim and it will become a mock built from the Tfilois of Klaisa. Now, watch this. We continue in the Hallelujah. Haroi Feilishvure Lev. God heals the brokenhearted. What is this a reference to? Now that Mashiach is coming and God are, is bringing the Jews back to Yushalayim and building Yushalayim, then the Jews who in the Golos were broken-hearted, surrounded by the mighty Gentiles who had a we had to suffer their hatred. And when Mashiach comes, God will heal us. He'll heal our hearts from the downtrodden state of Golos. <laughs> he will bandage our wounds. As God takes us out of exile, He will heal us from our State of despondency and broken heartness. Then we say Misbar God counts the number of stars. So one question is that's very nice. What's that gotta do with the coming of Mashiach? Number two, the word misbar refers to a small number. The last thing you would say about stars is they're a misbar. They they don't have a misbar, they can't even be counted. A sach katan is a misbar. So now, that's very strange because even to our eyes, we see that you can't count the stars. There are tens of thousands just of galaxies. There are actually millions of galaxies. And each galaxy has millions of stars. And our Earth is like a speck of dust in only one of the smaller galaxies, the Milky Way. There's no way anyone could count the number of stars. You can't even see them. So why do we say God counts them? There's no misbar. The answer is to God. is misbar, that's nothing. To God, that's a small amount. God is infinite, so the finite is small. So what's this got to do with Mashiach? This is so beautiful. This is going back on all the broken-hearted people. That, Like this, we say, even though to God who is so beyond comprehension to the extent that stars can't are called a misbar, even though to God uh, stars are like you know a few pennies, but to people who are suffering and who have suffered, Lechulam Shemay Sikra, each one is valuable, each one is looms large, each one God will give special comfort and attention to. So we're we're saying that when Mashiach comes, God will heal all the brokenhearted. That even though to God, stars are something that we could apply misbar to, but each individual person who suffered in the Golos will be treated with their own um, compassion and empathy. Then we say, God is great. God refers to His... Um, Mida of chesed. Verav kach. Now watch this. Lisvuna sai to his understanding ein mispar. There's no counting. So that is a very odd statement. You can't count God's understanding. Of course you can't count anyone's understanding. Understanding is not something that's counted. The one thing you can't count is understanding. That's not something that you could count. So if Shamshina Falhirsh explains, what it means is relative to the understanding of God, there is no Hashivas to a number, because even the largest number, a billion, a trillion, a gazillion, relative to God's understanding has no val has no hshivas. So we say l'savu relative to God's understanding, ein Misbar. There's no number that has carries any weight, carries any significance. But nevertheless, even someone who suffered relatively mi- in a minor way, that individual will loom large in God's eyes. Ha-shem, hashem will encourage the humble. Those who suffered under the goyim, God will. Encourage them, but the word the root of it is Oid. They will endure, and then God will Mashbol lower, break the wicked to the earth. But then we will sing the We will sing to Hashem in gratitude. We will praise Hashem, and then um, the uh, David continues when Mashiach comes and the time of the Golos, The Torah says. That there'll be tragedy. God will seal shut the heaven, and there won't be rain, and then you'll be destroyed. But when Mashiach comes, no, of him. God will cover the heaven in clouds. Hamechin Matar. He will prepare uh, rain for the earth. La'aretz is not. It doesn't say to the land. To land, but to the designated land, to Eretz Yitzra'al. He will cause the mountains to sprout. No al-achma. Now, watch this. We say, when the world gets to this madrega Jerusalem will praise Hashem, Yerushalayim will have been built, the Jews will have been engathered, they will have been healed physically, emotionally. Then, Shabechi <makes in> Yushalayim Sashem, Halali Eloi Tzion. Tzion refers to the Beis HaMikdash. That is the seed of the Mamlech HaZqayin and Begoi And they will praise Hashem Ki <tzean> Chizak B'Ri Because He strengthened the bars of the gates. The bars served to mechazik the doors and the gateways to um to protect the those who the inhabitants that not, that the doors should not be forcibly opened now hashem will have strengthened the bars of the doors not through not through fixing an iron um and not through strengthening it with material but rather beirach bana bekirbe. The protection of the future Jerusalem uh, will be through the fact that Kol Banaich Limudei Hashem that everyone will be Laim Dei Taira. So you know how will Hashem be Chizak Briche Sharayich? Hashem will strengthen Jerusalem. Hashem will uphold the security of Jerusalem through Berach Banaich BeKerbech. Has some Gavulei Normally. The borders need extra protection against the enemy. But the borders of Eretz Yisrael will have peace and it won't need to fortify it militarily. And regarding the uh, sustenance of those residing in the city, it will be chilev chitim yas One final offering. This is oyoyim v'noira. I can't say I ever understood this in my life. Why does the end of this parak? We say, God's, He sends His word down to the earth. It runs quickly, hastily to fulfill His word. Then we talk about, He makes snow like wool. Frost, like ashes, He scatters. Why are we still talking about the snow? What does snow got to do with Mashiach? What does it mean God sends His Word down hastily? And what does that got to do with the snow? And then we say, Magid Devar liakov He teaches us Torah. What does this got to do with anything? The snow, sending His Word down, teaching us Torah. What does this have to do with the you might say Mashiach? The answer is, the Navi Yeshayah says, Perk Nun Aleph, Pasuk daled, Ki Torah Me'iti Yetzin. Taira will emanate from me. And that's very strange. What do you mean Taira will emanate from me? God already gave us a Taira. One of the Yud Gimel Ikrim is Taira zu loitei mochlefes loitei Me achers Bar barashimai. There will never be another Taira. What does it mean Kitara meiti The Medr says Taira chadasha meiti teitze. A new Taira will emanate. That's even more strange. Will a new Taira emanate from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? The meaning is that when Mashiach comes God will imbue mankind with a much deeper understanding of Torah, where we'll understand the secrets of Torah, the hidden reasons of Torah, and our understanding of Torah will be on a completely new wavelength and depth. And we will recognize the whole world is only a concretization, a materialization, a reflection of the Torah. This new... understanding of Torah, that God will imbue into mankind the is the concluding topic of this chapter of Tehillim. You know what will happen in the end of days? You have to understand God's on the Kisei HaKad. And He has to send His teaching, His Torah down to this world, all the way to the low, low world. But He'll be able to do it His word will run down and will quickly go from the highest of heights and enter the simple minds of mankind that they should understand it. But how will God do it? The Tyrant Shamayim is so powerful, is so lofty, is so above our comprehension. How will God give to mankind such a incomprehensible, sanctified body of wisdom? You know what the Mashal is? The Mashal is Snow. Everybody here, I'll give you a good mashallah. Everybody knows if you're driving on the highway after a snowstorm, you don't want to be driving behind a truck. Because on the top of that truck could be like three feet of snow. And if it makes a short stop, all that ice could come crashing down on the car behind it. And if that amount of snow falls on a car, it could literally crush the car. And the snow is not even falling from such a high place. It's just from the top of the truck. Imagine, Rabbi Yisai, if instead of sending snowflakes down from the heaven, God sent snowballs down from the heaven. Well, a snowball coming down from the atmosphere, it would um, go right through a person's windshield. It would go right through a person's roof. I mean, something like that, that weighs like a pound, coming down all the way from there. It would go through the roof and then through the next floor. So God is very kind. He breaks it up into small pieces and He sends down one little particle of snowfall after another after another. They're so tiny, they're so light, they're like crumbs, they're like little pieces of wool, they're like little flakes where not only is it not, doesn't it hurt, but it actually, it's pleasant when a snowflake falls on you. Everybody knows hail. If it would be a little bigger, a little bit more icy, It makes dents in cars. You know, when I was in Texas, you look at all the pickup trucks. In Texas, it always hails. They all have little dents in them from the hail. But God is very kind to us. He's compassionate. He allows the snow to fall in little, tiny crumbs and flakes. This way, it's more acceptable and a more suitable and more easy for a man to deal with. And the reason he does that is because otherwise the karasai who could stand up to God's cold? Because the congealed water up in the heavens, if it would fall down that way in big pieces, it would be lethal. So Hashem is careful to send it Mashlich Karchoi Kefitim. He sends his ice like crumbs. Kifar Kaefer His frost, He scatters like the dust. Just like Hashem sends the water in the winter down that way. And by the way, and after that, after the snow falls, He sends His Word and He sends the warm air and it melts everything and the wind blows and the water flows and now mankind could drink the water. That is the method with which God will teach us Torah in the end of days. Magid devarav Hagada always refers to a very detailed and prate uh, pratiyes of information, small bite-sized pieces. God will give us the Torah in small, acceptable, user-friendly, human-friendly little crumbs. Chukavu Israel. Yisrael. Says Reb Shwab, we know that Hashem commands that the Torah be given, which Moshe Rabbeinu gave over to Kala Yisrael, the laws of Nazikin and Shoimrim, all the laws of Benan Lechaverai, Baba Kama, Baba Matziah, Baba Basra. And here you have a little child, he's 11 years old, he's learning in Gemara Hamafkid, Baba Baba Basra. And it looks like these are simple, very down-to-earth ideas, but we know that these are just the way that the ideas and ideals and teachings of the Torah are diffused and are trickle down and and formulate here in this low world. But in their root, in their source, in the Shamayim, these ideas and concepts of teaching are... Are a mammoth, are colossal, are sanctified, are not even not capable of human being understanding. They give stability to the Kisei Akava. It's said that Kumishva Machan Kisach. They are the great Kerach of heaven that the Nabi Heskal speaks about. We would never be able to understand the Torah on its raw level had Hashem not broken it up into small man-sized, human-sized little Specks and crumbs that we can, our little brains can understand. But the Torah in its raw state, it's like big ice balls. It's like icicles. It's more than that. It's like an iceberg. You know, it's like a glacier. Everybody knows glaciers could be bigger than mountains. Some glaciers are actually taller than Mount Everest. We only see the tip of them. We have to view that the raw Torah in Shamaim is like a big glacier. If God would just throw it down on our heads, we would cease to exist. So He's very kind. He doesn't even give us little blocks of ice. He gives us little snowflakes so that our human minds can understand it. So the snow is a muscle to how the Ribana Shailam teaches us Torah. No you saying Shela Katsamer that is how Hashem teaches us Torah in the small details, small crumbs He breaks down the sanctified raw divine wisdom into little flakes little crumbs that we can understand to Klai Yisrael to the hearts of Klai Yisrael and He sends down His word and He melts it to satiate the thirst of those thirsting for the water of Torah and when Mashiach comes we will understand that the method that God sends the Torah down to us will be, I'm sorry, when, when Mashiach comes, we'll understand not only the crumbs of the Torah, but we'll understand even the raw Torah that existed in the by the Kisei HaKovah. That will be the Torah Chadasha Meiti We're not going to learn Mishnayis and Gemara, the way it exists now. We're going to learn the raw Torah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ba'atzmai. But God does not do this to any other nation. They all have mishpatim that are sikhliyam. They have conventional wisdom. They have laws that are just societal. They're just um, agreed upon to allow society to function. But they don't have any uh, system of... Law that in, is, is in any way comparable to what we have. Or from Murabi's code. But we have Mishpatim that come down from Shamayim, which are Tzimtsom Acher, until the Ribbonshem diffuses to us the small crumbs of His divine wisdom that is rooted under the Kiseh and this is the song of the coming of Mashiach. Magid devarav liyakov chukavu mishpatav liyisrael lo yasa chin l'chal goy u'mishpatim balyedaum halleluka. Okay, Rabbi said this is Hallelujah number two. And on that note, I'm going to wish everyone an amazing Shabbos, brachos ha'aslacha, and we'll see everybody. Does Hashem please join us Monday morning at ten at 11:40? have a great Shabbos. Kal Tov. Okay. Take care. Be well. Shabbos. The Shabbos. Be well, everyone. Bye-bye. Shabbos.